Y'all know that I'm a little leery of the whole world of automation, but that's only because I feel like it can get real robotic real fast. But today, Coley James is here and we're talking about all the places you can infuse your voice and personality into your automations. And it actually has me kind of excited about automating more in my business. I know, it's wild. Let's jump in. Welcome to Big Fun Content, the show that helps you stand out from everyone else in your industry by building a brand you love and creating content that's impossible to ignore. I'm your host, Deanna Seymour, a graphic designer who creates high energy visuals and short form videos for some of the sassiest, boldest, most rebellious online businesses out there. Are you ready to up the fun in your content? Let's get started. Hey, Coley, how's it going? Hey, Deanna. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I know that this is going to be a blast because our last conversation was amazing. I know. And everybody listening is like, wait, it's going to be a blast. And you're talking about automation. What happened to Deanna? Where is she? What's happening? Automation, I won't say it scares me, but you know, I just haven't really leaned into it. Although I, since meeting you, I will say I've leaned into it a little bit, but also we should just share with the audience that my link was all wrong in my automation for Coley to show up to this podcast. <laughs> so she was chilling in Zencaster and I was chilling in Riverside and we solved it. We figured it out, but I was like, oh, how embarrassing. The queen of automation is here and I effed everything up. So, so Deanna, let me put your mind at ease. That happens. I would say that 80% of the time when someone invites me to their podcast or when I apply to work with someone and pay them actual money, their automations are not correct. Well, <laughs> And so I tell them, <laughs> I'm like, hey- just so that you know, and majority of time I wait until after I've paid them if we're in that kind of relationship. I'm like, just so that you know, your calendar probably produced a second project in Dubsado. And they're like, yes, I can't figure out why that's happening. I'm like, because you have the wrong form attached to your scheduler. So I mean, it's like a quick five minute fix and then they're done. I love to help people solve things like that in less than five minutes because from the outside as your client or as the person that's going through it with you, I can actually pinpoint what exactly it is that you did wrong and what it is that you need to fix versus, I mean, like I know sometimes people are Googling or YouTubing for hours trying to figure out why they have double projects. And I'm just like, no, it's just your form. Yeah. Make it a questionnaire and that won't happen. Yeah. Well, I don't have to upsado. It was just tidy cow. So I'm going to mm-hmm. look into that. But it's not a great first impression. Like I'm not a perfectionist by any means, but you are sort of like, ah, sorry, you're in the wrong place. My thing told you. Like, it's all good. I know, but it's still like annoying. And I think that's why for me, I can't speak for everybody, but that's why I'm like a little gun shy with automations because I'm like mm-hmm. I don't know how to do it I'm not techie and then I'm gonna mess it all up and it's gonna look whack so we're not really officially talking about all the ins and outs of the tech part of it but yes. I'm sure we'll dabble a little but today I want to talk to you about how to infuse your personality into I guess you were calling it like the communication within yeah. the automation like the, that's not yes. all the same there's lots of mini Many, many parts to the automation, but specifically the emails, or I'm assuming where the URL like drops you when you fill out a form. Mm -hmm. Like there's lots of different places. I want to talk about all the places that you could actually make your automation more fun. Ooh, I didn't even think about thank you landing pages, Deanna. Yes, we're going to talk about that. So first, let's just talk about what we mean by when we say communication, because I make it sound like it's a really fancy word, but literally it's just the emails that you send your clients. I call those your client experience communications. And 
I get a lot of pushback. I mean, Deanna is one of the people that pushes back on this. That's why we're talking about this today. But I get a lot of pushback by people that are like, I don't want to send automated emails. First of all, I need to personalize them. That's the first thing that they say. And I'm like, but I have an answer for that. And then the second thing that they say is that they're going to sound like a robot. And I'm like, okay, no, first of all, I can solve all of that in like 10 minutes. So here's what I will tell you. Every single email that you send in your CRM or from Gmail, if you're still doing that, hey, I'm not going to, I'm not going to hate on you, but every single email that you send needs to sound like you. It needs to have your voice, like your specific voice. And the reason that I say that is because a lot of people get caught up in like sending the professional emails and I'm doing air quotes, guys, they get caught up in sending those kind of emails. But then when they meet you in person, you don't sound like the person that they've been communicating with. Mm -hmm. So I'm loud. I like Disney. I like to cuss. I like to talk about reality trash TV shows. I do all of that in my client communications and 90% of them are sent automatically. If you do a good job of identifying who needs what email and you do a, a good job of writing it in your voice, no one will ever feel like they are communicating with a robot on the other side of the computer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And really we're talking to about automated emails might be things like thank you for booking your thing. Here's the correct link where you should meet me. (laughs) Or thanks for paying your invoice or Mm -hmm. thanks for filling out your form. There's a lot of emails that you send that are totally repeatable, right? Okay. And Deanna, I'm going to interrupt you for a minute because I am so happy that you just mentioned three different thank you emails. Because for the listening audience, that is an email that you should be sending automatically that like the majority of you don't do. Every time someone inquires about your services, they actually book your services, they fill out a form or they take whatever action it is that you told them to take, you need to be saying thank you. And the way that you can say thank you, the way that I love is with gifts. And just in case you didn't know, I mean, Deanna's got that amazing course where you can learn how to make not only use gifts from like Shit's Creek and stuff like that, but you can make your own gifts. Like a lot of my gifts I made at Disney. Like I'm spinning around on the teacups. I'm waving to you from Dumbo. I'm walking through the park, you know, drinking a fantastic watermelon lemonade. Oh God, I think I need one of those right now. Anyways, so you can use gifts and use your your tone of voice in all of your emails in order to communicate your thoughts. But all of you should be saying thank you every single time someone does whatever it is that you ask them to do. And then to like talk about other kinds of communication, because I do think we should touch on this. There are the thank you emails. There are the please do this email. So anytime you're asking them to take the step to book you, to fill out a client questionnaire form, to give you a client testimonial, like you're asking them to do something in all of those emails. And those need to have personality as well, because you're asking them to do something. Like don't ask them to do it in a very sterile way if you are not that kind of business person. Also, can I just point out that you called it like a please do this? And we already talked about a thank you email. So I'm like, y'all have to have manners. Y'all got to have manners in business because you <laughs> yes. say like, please do this thing. Oh, hey, just you forgot to do this thing. Yes. And Reminders. Thank you. Reminder emails. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I just want to say I have a website you know, a landing page where people sign up for something. I think the wait list and I have Nene Leaks on there, like being excited. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, Nene and I are so excited that you just did that. And I know that's a landing page and not a, like email, but it's still a fun way 
I think underneath mm-hmm. you, I'm like, I don't actually know if Annie's excited, but like, why wouldn't she be? Um, and it's just yes. a funny way. So if you feel stressed out about making your own, although I think it's better when it's you, because it feels like you're actually saying thank you. Mm-hmm. There's still fun ways to infuse your personality because I love my real housewives. I think there's, I think a good mix is good. And I know that I'm not an introvert. And so everybody's like, Cole, you just show up on video everywhere. You show up in your emails everywhere. I sure do. But just because you're not an extrovert like me doesn't mean that you can't do it. So if it's the thought of creating a gif of you waving makes you uncomfortable, yes, please use something like Nene Leakes or Carrie Bradshaw from Sex and the City. Use those people until you get comfortable and then you can always exchange a popular gif for one of you where, I mean, guys, it's just as as easy as waving, like to say hi or blowing kisses or jumping up and down because you're so excited that someone has just booked your services. Mm -hmm. That's like the number one way that you can infuse personality everywhere that you are sending your clients or that you're sending them the communications. Yes. And okay, let's talk about a little bit about the voice, the voice, not the show. We're going to turn around our chairs for this one. Just kidding. (laughs) So like, instead of saying, thank you for booking your consultation with us, like when it's just you, (laughs) you know, you feel like, oh, I'm going to be profesh. So I'm going to act like there's a whole team or, you know, you can just be like, woohoo, your session is booked. Mm -hmm. This is so exciting. I can't wait to, right. You're just talking about what would you actually yes. say to someone who gave you money? <laughs> like, yes, thank yes. you. <laughs> and honestly, if you don't know what to say, you should actually say it out loud. That is like my number one tip for anyone trying to figure out what your voice would be is if I was talking to Deanna and she had just paid me to set up her dubsado on the back end, what would I say to her if we were in person? And I would say something to the effect of, I am so proud of you. I know that you find automations to be scary, but don't worry. We are going to take this one step at a time. And on the other end of this service, you are going to have systems that you are confident in using. And then of course I might do like a confetti gif or a gif of me air hugging her or whatever it is, but that's so much better than Thank you for paying me. You can look forward to your client questionnaire in your inbox in the next two weeks. Like whatever you would tell someone in person is basically what your email should say. Yes. Well, the other thing is reading them out loud for me. I always notice when I don't do a contraction, like when I'm like, you are registered. I'm like, what? Who says you are? I mean, I would never say that. I'm like, I go right in a way right away. I'm like, okay, that needs to be like you're registered. But when I read it out loud and I hear my voice saying, you are registered, I'm like, it almost sounds like it, we're nervous about sounding like robots. If it doesn't sound like you and you read it out loud, you might start to feel like a robot. I'm going to give you an example of something. That I think it was on my thank you landing page. I don't think it was in an email. But you know how people say period and they put the T on the end? <laughs> I had several people that told me I had a typo. And I was like, girl, that's not a typo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even my mother... God bless her heart. My mother was also one of those people who was like, that's a typo, Coley. And I'm like, no, it's not. And my mother is also one of the people that every time I cuss on Instagram, she sends me a little note and it's like, did you really want to say shit? Yes, mother. I did really want to say shit. I did it on purpose. Okay. Oh my gosh. Mom's always there for the quality check, right? The unwanted quality (laughs) check. You're like, we got it. We're on it. We got it. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, I want to talk about just the different touch points that maybe we can start to sprinkle all this stuff into. Sounds good. So back in September, I was on Coley's podcast, Business First Creatives, talking all about the art and strategy behind your Instagram static nine grid. 
It's seriously the best way to turn your IG account into a mini website and free yourself from the pressure to post all the freaking time. Check out that episode or head over to deannaseymour.com slash static grid to learn more about it. Okay, so now that we sort of know how, aka with talking like ourselves and gifts and emojis, how do you, you like emojis? You like emojis. Oh, I love yeah. emojis like, and subject lines. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm, now, I'm an emoji girl too. Okay, really fast. Before we dive into the places, I want to do a little disclaimer for a second and say, because I felt bad when I was saying about the contractions. I have clients mm-hmm. who I write emails for that do not use contractions. Like they're reading mm-hmm. like the Harvard Business Review, <laughs> the Wall Street Journal. They're still funny because they work with me, but sometimes I'm writing their emails. And when I think about it, I'm like, ooh, I got to uncontract that because yes. she wouldn't say it like that. So if you're listening and you're like, I don't use contractions. Do I sound like a robot? I think you only sound like a robot or you sound odd to yourself if it's not how you talk. So if you accidentally did put in contractions and you read it and you were like, what am I, a valley girl? Like, why am I talking like this? Then that would be a key to you of like, oh, I need to take some of this out. I'm being too, you know. Too much like Deanna. Go, Being too free with to my school. language. Get to school. Yeah. I mean, it boils down to who they meet online should be the same person that shows up to perform the service. And for myself, maybe not from a system side of my business, but my photography side, it's very important to me that the people who are communicating with me online know who is showing up to their house because I show up to their house and I'm usually in their house for a minimum of three hours. It's going to be real awkward, y'all. <laughs> If If I was like sending these really grammar correct emails that sounded very stuffy and then I showed up at your house and I'm constantly, you know, chasing your children and adjusting your husband's shirt and like reaching in and grabbing a pancake while you're eating, all of that would be really, really, really awkward. But I think an online business, the same is true. Whoever they see on Instagram should be the same person that they see on the website. When they fill out the contact form, that same personality should be obvious throughout the entire client experience. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, infusing that into the form itself. I know we're talking about like emails and landing pages after they fill out the form, but even the way you write your form. So let's just talk about some of what you can spot in the automation journey for places where we can like add in our personalities. Okay. First place, automated lead response. This is perhaps the most important email that you will write for any of your incoming leads. And the reason being, no one is more excited to pay you money than when they first inquire with you. I mean, there is something that they saw on social media or that they saw on your website that was like, damn, I really need to work with this person. Let me fill out this contact form. And so the first email that you send them, again, needs to like have a continuous burst of your personality from wherever it was that they saw you before. The second part is that I want to really highlight that it needs to be automated because how many of us have inquired about someone's services and like 24 hours later, we still haven't gotten a response. Mm. And we're like, did I fill that form out? Maybe I did something wrong. Should I fill it out again? So, I mean, two things, automated lead response. It should be automated sent immediately in less than five minutes after someone inquires. And then number two, it should have your personality in it. Now, if you want like bonus points, gifts are amazing. You can also send them like a welcome video or you can send them to a welcome page where you've got more information and perhaps a welcome video or something like that. Something to connect yourself 
to the inquiry so that number one, they don't forget why they inquired with you in the first place. And number two, they don't forget about you because you're taking so long to send them a response that they have moved on to the next. Yeah. Well, and also that's just not a good feeling to be like, did they even get it? Yeah. Do they even care? Did I do it wrong? That is like deflating that bubble really fast that they were excited to reach out and then air is leaking out of that bubble so fast that mm -hmm. like you said they're gonna just like move on to someone else or maybe in that afternoon they've hit up a few people who they also liked yeah. and that person responded and they're like going with that person already they're like in love with that person and you missed the boat Yes. And I mean, so think about it. Let's be real. People are price shopping. People are checking out more than one service person. If they have inquired with five different people and all five of you, I mean, I don't think this would actually happen, but if all five of you send automated lead responses, they're probably going to go with the one that sounds most interesting. Mm -hmm. The one that isn't a, thank you for inquiring. I will be back in your inbox within 24 to 48 hours. If that is your current automated lead response, I really need you to hit pause on this podcast go rewrite that email, and then you are allowed to come back. It's, it's like my pet peeve. If there's anything that I could make anyone do, it's the automated lead response is the most important email that you will send in your business. I like that. It's true. I agree. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what's mine? Who knows? I, I guarantee you're going to go check it out <laughs> after this. Let's talk about a second touch point. Okay. When you actually ask for the money... <laughs> This is the email where, again, now I don't actually recommend that this email be 100% automated because I do want you to customize it. Something in your inquiry process is going to give you an indication of why you are the perfect person to help them with whatever service it is that you provide. And so if they've mentioned that they're launching a new product that they're really excited about and they need like new graphics, Deanna, you're going to want to mention that in the email when you're asking for the money. You want it to be as personalized as you can, but here's my tip. 80% of that email can be templated. Mm -hmm. You can write it and it's gonna be the same for everyone. And it's just that 20% that you add to customize it and let them know that you are paying attention to exactly what it is that they need from your service is what's going to have them clicking that yes button, filling out your form, signing your contract and paying you the money. Yes. So one thing that I have sort of automated, I said at the beginning of this, I have a little bit of automated, but in my proposal, like you're saying, so much of it is the same. Like if you want a static nine grid, I always do the same stuff. I always do the, blah, blah, blah. so much of it is the same, but I just have a spot at the top where I can just speak directly to them. Yes. And then maybe there's a spot where I put the date we can start. There's like maybe mm -hmm. two or three things on the page, but the price is the same. The deliverables are all the same. There's just a couple places on that, that I want to make sure that they know I'm talking to them that I know, like some people want to focus on reels. Some people just want to get off Instagram when they do the static nine grid. So I want to make sure that they know that I heard their plan for why they want the static nine grid. So I like that you said that too, automating, but leaving room for personalization yeah. above and beyond that. Perf. And Deanna, I mean, I like to give people suggestions and help. What I would do if I was you, because I feel like you're like me, you're very colorful, you're very bold, but you also have people that hire you that don't want that from you. Like their nine grids are, you know, <laughs> a little bit more neutral mm -hmm. than what you and I would like. But if you're having a consultation call with them and that was one of their concerns, I don't know if you have an example nine grid on your proposal, but that would take you 10 seconds to swap. Mm -hmm. So if the majority of the people that are coming to you want the reels section where it's pointing up and they also want the very colorful, like that should be your default. Mm -hmm. Cause I would imagine most people are coming to you for that. But if you have someone who's a little bit more subdued, 
likes a little bit more of a neutral palette with like a pop of color, I would just swap in a different example before you send it. It takes you 10 seconds, but then they're not looking at the really colorful example nine grid that you have still questioning whether or not you are going to be able to give them one that is a little bit more subdued, even though you've already had a conversation. So again, between writing the little notes, adding the possible start date and swapping out the example nine grid, that's less than five minutes. Well, and I guarantee you, it will make a difference in people saying yes to you. You know what I've actually done <clears throat> is I guess I do that in a way, but I, now I'm like, Hmm, I could put some examples. Maybe I have some, but I definitely have different testimonials like within my proposal that speak to what they have. So I just yes, load all of them in and I just delete the ones that are not <gasps> for that person. Cause I'm like, well, where am I going to find these on my, like, then I'm going to have to upload them and, digital organization or IRL organization. It's not my strong point. So I'm like, oh, wait, I can just put them all in this template. And then when I yes. go scroll down, I'm like, which one does this person delete, need? Delete, delete, delete. There you go. So Amazing. again, super smart. Love it. You get a gold star. Thank you. I mean, I just started doing this since I met you. So if you guys <sighs> aren't listening by I now. I was the influence. Okay, no, that's even better. <laughs> that makes my little system's heart so happy. I mean, it makes sense. Like I said, I'm just scared some of my stuff is is boring like it's funny because we talked about the tidy cow thing in the beginning the link that we sent you that mm -hmm. me, meaning me and tidy cow not my big team just me and tidy cow um i don't mess with some of those sometimes because i'm afraid i'm gonna break it i'm too scared to change what they're gonna send because i'm like oh my gosh if i put my stuff in what if it doesn't do the time and the date and the thing what if it doesn't talk to the calendar mm -hmm. correctly so I'm like, I got like one foot in the automation world right now, but I am scared I'm going to break it. It's probably what most people are scared of. Well, and I do want to say something because Deanna's mentioned Tidy Cow. And when she came on my podcast, she got emails directly from Dubsado. Because I use Dubsado for my business, I also use it to schedule for my podcast. And one of the reasons that I want to make sure that this is clear is because I am able to personalize all of the confirmation emails and the reminders that you get you cannot in tidy cow. So I just want to put this disclaimer out there. Just because I'm telling you to customize every single automated email that you have doesn't necessarily mean that your piece of software is going to allow you to do it. I'm just saying where you can okay. do it. And if you can't, that's perfectly okay. No one is going to hate you because they get like this very bland reminder from tidy cow that had the wrong location, but it's okay. Deanna, <laughs> See, really, you I still like you. me. It's all good. Yes. Okay. That's a good point. It makes me feel better. I'm like, oh, maybe I couldn't. Mm -hmm. Maybe I tried and I couldn't. Not from Tidy Cow. Okay. Well, there you go. All right. Cool. Okay. Are there any other places? I know I kind of interrupted and we got a little off track because that's what I do here. Well, I just want to recap yeah, because yeah. we talked about a few before we started talking about the touch points. So first there's your automated lead response. Then there is the actual asking for the money. You're sending the proposal. You're sending the offer. Now, if they say yes, of course, you need to be very excited in that email. Again, a thank you email. All of your thank you emails should reiterate thanking them for whatever they did, popping a little bit of personality in there. And then always, if I could say something about all of these emails, and this has really nothing to do with automated systems, but it's just a way to make sure that everyone is always on the same page, you should always tell them what's coming next. So like when you're sending them the offer, if you are expecting them to open the proposal, accept it, fill out their information, sign the contract and pay the invoice, that's great to tell them. 
but you should also tell them what to expect next. Like, okay, after you've completed the booking process, I will be sending over a portal, which will have your client questionnaire. You can give me your branding elements, like whatever comes next, your emails should always close with that so that no one is ever left wondering what the timeline is. And this is even if you've priorly, that's not even a word. This is even if you have prior discussed what happens on a timeline. Every single email should remind them of what happens next. Yeah, because it's like, even though maybe people aren't like deathly afraid, but just human nature, it's like scary. The unknown is scary. So it's always a good idea to say what's going to happen next. Like you're going to hit submit and then in a few weeks or I'm going to hit you back Mm -hmm. with it. Then it makes it just a little less friction to hit submit or click pay or whatever. Mm I like that. Deanna, I want to say something because you've said the word scary several times. And I realize I don't think I'm doing my job if I don't tell everyone this. No one should be doing anything automated in their business if they have not tested it. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I have entire like there's I have a YouTube video if you want to see me test systems behind the scenes in Dubsado because it's one thing to set it up. And like I am an expert. And even when I set them up, sometimes I'll see an email and I'll be like, "Ooh, that's missing a smart field because that didn't populate correctly. So my testing phase is the last thing that I do for all of my clients. And it's the most important part because no one wants to hit publish on your systems, automated or not, and not have them function as expected. So this is for everyone. Everyone should be testing the systems that they're going to be hitting publish on before you actually send them to an actual client. And if you want bonus points, have one of your friends test it for you. Like have them fill out the form. You can see what email they get. Have them fill out the questionnaire. Like have them do all of these things so that you make sure that each step happens as you intended. Okay. And you said a big word, a vocab, like fancy Nancy books. You said a fancy word, which was I forget what the word was, but I know what it is. It's the thing that fills in either the client name or the time you're meeting. Oh, smart field. Smart field. I was like, wait, I forgot the word already. I just wanted to say what that was in case someone's listening. They're like, oh, my God, like Buddy the Elf. What's a smart field? I want one. Actually, that's a really good point. And I didn't even think to mention that. But the smart fields are what make your emails personalized without you having to actually touch them. So every email that Deanna gets from me says, hey, Deanna. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not typing her name every time. It's a smart field that says client first dot name in Dubsado. And so it automatically pulls the client's name from the project and puts it into the email. You can do that to do like where you're working, what day you're starting your service, what the client's name is. And if you have something like fun <laughs> that is not standard, in almost every CRM, you can create custom map fields, which when your client answers that or when you put it in, Everywhere that you have that smart field in your emails, it will populate whatever that thing is. So I used to use them when I was delivering photo galleries. I would add the link in their project and then every single email that said, go visit your gallery, when they clicked on that, it would automatically take them to the link that I'd added in their project without me having to retype it over and over and over again. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, that's getting in deep to these things. I feel like most people I've talked to about Dubsado are always like, oh, I love it. I have barely scratched the surface at what it can do. But Mm -hmm. I just want to say, if you have Dubsado and you feel like you've barely scratched the surface, clearly you know who to call. My girl, Coley. My name is Coley. (laughs) I help entrepreneurs set up systems in the back end of their business using Dubsado to help them save time and money. It's not like I've rehearsed that or anything. (laughs) 
Um, Coley, this has been amazing. It made the automation feel less scary and more human, which is exactly what I feel like you do in that world. So thank you so much for being here. This was so seriously so informative. And also we all have to stop talking and go check our automations and hit up our friends to test them out. I love it. Thank you for having me on the podcast, Deanna. This was amazing. And of course, I always love seeing you, even if it is on a screen. (laughs) Same. Want to hang with Coley more and dive into all things systems with her? Check out her podcast, Business First Creatives. Visit her website, coleyjames.com, or find her on Instagram, at Coley James. It's Coley with one L, C-O-L-I-E-J-A-M-E-S. Side note, Coley's obsessed with all things Disneyland, so I really wanted to pick some Disney-esque music for this episode, and I feel like I did a really good job. Have you signed up for the Anti-Hustle Holiday Countdown yet? The free week is over, but the holiday season is in full swing. You can still listen to all three seasons for just nine bucks, and all the proceeds from the sales go to the Queen of Christmas, Dolly Parton's Imagination Library. Head over to antihustle.com to get in on the fun and support a good cause. Happy holidays! Thanks for listening to Big Fun Content. If you like what you heard today, Think about pushing that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Also, I would love it if you would leave me a review so more people could find me. Wink, wink. And last but not least, if you want to remain in my world and get some really fun emails in your inbox, head over to deannaseymour.com newsletter to join my email list. See you next time.